And we're live. Are we? Yep. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I am your co-host. See, I got it right. And your host is right here. Say hi. Hi. It's a chilly day, chilly night. Having my tea. Would you like Hold a on. spot of tea, darling? No, I'm trying to find something. I was trying to find a cool sound effects to put in here. <laughs> but I can't find any. Well, Maybe if I recorded directly onto Anchor, I could find some cool sound effects to put in. Right. That could spice up our lives. Yeah. Yep. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. I hope everybody had a great holiday. Well, actually, we were, you know, a lot of podcasts uh, took last week off. Look at us. Look at us powering through. And it was on my birthday. And it was on I your uh, it was on your birthday. It was. And um yeah, so we did it for you the fan. The fan. Yeah. So, um I think we're going to have quite a bit of news stories to talk about. Looks like our news correspondent Thank you news correspondent has um not got writer's cramp or something. <laughs> So he can cut and paste with the best of them. Yeah, evidently. Um, as Oregon's population declines for the first time in 30 years, state economists warns of revenue loss. Kind of interesting that our population is declining. What? Yeah. You mean people are moving away? Yeah, from people this are moving out of this state. state. Yeah. So new and national estimates show Oregon is losing population as. Deaths outpace births, and fewer fewer people move here from other states. There's not a there's not a single silver lining in the numbers," said Josh Leener, an economist with the Oregon Office of Economic Analysis. "I'm much more pessimistic right now than I have been in the last two and a half years, from a demographic and population perspective. Oregon's population decreased by over sixteen thousand people between July 2021 and July 2022, a 0.4 percent drop from the previous year." Which is amazing because I thought all those people would have died during COVID, remember? Right, they, they were, did. Yeah. Remember, we had a horrific amount of, if you had a heart attack, you were labeled as a yeah. COVID patient. This marks the first time Oregon has seen a population decrease since 1983. That year, the state experienced a 0.4% population decline after having already gotten a 0.1% population decline in 82 this year, Oregon had negative 17,000 net domestic migration. What the uh, crap was that? It means that 17,000 more people left Oregon than moved to Oregon. Oh, well, they're smart. See, even the Californians are thinking Oregon's a bad place to go to. Right. Um, Skip us and go to Washington. It said that some like good news to Oregonians who are tired of competing for jobs and housing with out-of-staters. Leaner said Oregon needs his growth to support local business as well as to grow tax revenue for roads, transportation. It's all possible, of course, Oregon could be the way of California, or could be going the way of California in terms of losing low- and middle-income households to states with more affordable housing. What? Well, think about that. But Leaner said it's too soon to tell. California and New Mexico are the only western states to have population declines in 2022. Washington and Nevada had slight increases. The biggest growth happened in Idaho, Montana, Utah, and Arizona. Um, nationally, southern states are seeing the largest population increases, particularly Texas and Florida. Looky there. So, yeah, it's kind of amazing that um, people are leaving this state. I wonder why mm -hmm. they would be leaving. Could it be because of a 
don't know. I, I, I just can't imagine this. You know there's cheap property in Oklahoma. I'm sure there is. Um, and um, Tennessee. So it's interesting that they said the reason people were leaving was because of death. And... Well, it says that the deaths outpaced the births. But then they went on um, and said that um, 17,000 net domestic migration compared to last year. Why don't they just say people are leaving Oregon for a reason? Yeah. Um, an Oregon senator plans a, property, a federal property tax. Oh, U.S. Sen- well, I don't know if this one's so bad. Um, senator Jeff Merkley has proposed $20,000 tax on property owners who own more than 100 single-family homes. Who the hell owns more than 100 single-family homes? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Um, as you know, housing has become so expansive in America. A major portion of home and rental owners are investment firms. Instead of making home ownership more affordable and address the problem head-on, Senator Jeff Merkley wants to punish investors and make homes more expensive, which will make the problem much worse. Which is actually a good point. It says the role of taxes is no small matter. Just weeks on general election day, politicians pushed voters to approve over 30 taxes, totaling more than $1.2 billion in new property taxes. How are people supposed to own a home with billions in new property taxes past every election? Mm-hmm. The problem of home ownership is high taxes, not more taxes. Mm-hmm. Once the federal government enacts a federal property tax, you know what will happen. Once in place, the tax will slowly be raised in cost and lowered on those who qualify. So that actually is kind of a good point because it's just like when it costs more to process food and stuff. It isn't the corporations who end up paying that. It gets passed on to the consumer. Right. So, yeah, these guys have $20,000 tax that they own more than 100 homes or whatever. Well, they're just going to start raising the prices of their rentals or whatever yeah. like that is. So, yeah, suck it, Merkley. Okay, moving right along. Measure 114's background check requirement that closes the Charleston loophole remains blocked by a judge. Um, a state judge Tuesday continued to temporarily block Measure 114's provision that would require the completion of a criminal background check before a gun can be sold or transferred. Uh, the new background check amendment will close. This is stuff we all know. Um, that Charleston loophole, that's how the gunman in Charleston, South Carolina, mass shooting in 2015, bought his gun and killed nine people at a church. So I still don't see how this, these measures and stuff are going to protect about that because irregardless... Bad people are, or people are going to get guns, and um, it's just going to make it harder for us normal people who've been waiting, oh, I don't know, since December 4th, and there's still over 10,000 people down on the waiting list to get their gun. It's been a month almost tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be a month tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, really stupid. But it does say that since uh, 2018, the Oregon State Police Firearms Instant Check System has prevented more than 4,600 felons and more than 2,000 people on probation from illegally buying guns. In the first 10 months of 2022, the state police received... In the first 10 months of 2022, the state police received 253,662 requests for criminal background checks on prospective gun buyers, on average of 25,000 requests per month. That number rose dramatically after Measure 114 passed, with more than 85,000 requests for background checks received in November. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so maybe that was their plan all along. That's how they're keeping people from getting guns. They just pass these stupid laws and everybody rushes to buy a gun, but nobody can get the gun because Mm -hmm. 
they're so far down in the uh, background check. I talked to one guy. He was like number 4,000. And then when uh, they re-tallied the votes or something like that and put them... Because now they used to have a separate line for concealed weapons people and then a separate line for non-concealed weapons people. Um, he was number 4,000 and he dropped all the way down to 30,000 in one day. I don't get So, um... And I have tried calling the police, um, Oregon State Police numbers. If you're interested, you may try calling um, 503-934-2330, which is the FICS unit manager. Hey, you could slow that down a little bit. Or 503-934-2345. I think that's a 5. glasses on. 503-934-2364. Or 503-934-2372. I'm sure they would be proud to hear from everybody on um, what we think of this new gun, of this thing. I wish there was a way that, you know, people could sign up and help out with these background checks or something. Well, you'd probably have to go through all the rigmarole in order to do it. And... Yeah, well, it's just, um, it's crazy because irregardless, I mean, some guy can... Um, you know, just some normal guy, everyday Joe, can go buy a gun legally and then come home from work early and then all of a sudden his wife's dead. Right? But at least it's just one person and not multiples. Well, the other guy would be dead too, but oh. he got shot in the butt instead of the back of the head. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Ponder that for a few minutes <sighs> while I read on. I'm good. Um, Anita Pointer. Uh, who was of the Pointer Sisters. She died at the age of 74 from cancer. Pope Benedict XVI, he was 95. He died... Oh, so he was Pope from 2005 to 2013. So, yeah. He was 95 years old. Barbara Walters died. That's too bad. She was 93. Oh, she was? Yeah. Uche Nwaneri, he was 38. Um, He was... A player for the Jacksonville Jaguars died. Oh. That's sad. What happened? He no, died. No kidding. I don't know. The news correspondent didn't give us that. News correspondent. Come on. And then Edson Arantes do Nascimento. Do you know who that is? No. Pele. Oh, yeah. He was 82. He died. Oh. And it says he was a Brazilian professional football player who played as a forward. He was regarded one of the greatest players of all time and labeled the greatest by FIFA. And they are labeling people now. Well, he was the greatest player. Well, they shouldn't be labeling people. Maybe I'm on my woke agenda and people should not be labeled. Oh, knock it off. Do you uh, want to talk about who else passed away? Oh, Ken Block died, which is horrible because he was, um, he, he used to, if you get bored, look up Jim Connor on YouTube. He uh he was that drift drifter guy or he drifted cars and stuff. Who else? Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye from uh um he didn't die. Marvel. He almost died. He got in pretty bad shape. And then everybody knows about Darren Hamlin, which no, not Darren or Damar Hamlin, which is just that's scary. That's um that's a one of those freak situations where. You know, you get hit, you'd perform a hit just right. Because I don't know how many of you watched the game, but it didn't look like it was that hard of a hit, but it must have just 
gone perfectly to where mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it stunned his heart or what, but um, prayers going out to them because they still have a long recovery and I'm not sure how long he was without oxygen for, but there's time frames in there where, you know, brain damage starts hurt happening when you uh, don't have uh, oxygen. And whoever was uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals uh, stadium and the um, they started taking the the teams back to the locker room and you booed, there is a special spot in hell for you. <laughs> I hope you know that. Yeah. And I hope Satan himself is there to greet you on your way in because that's just disgusting. Yeah. They're, uh, these guys, it's like that one guy said, they... Um, they during the season they spend more time with it's just like when you're working you spend more time with the people at work than you do with your own families thank god and it's uh just i mean how can you be expected to go back out there and play at that level not knowing if your teammate who you've been with forever has uh you know isn't if if he's going to make it or not and I saw one thing about that Darren Hamlin. He, uh, somebody, DeMar. or gosh darn it, Damar, Damar, Darren, whatever. Uh, he, uh, they, somebody asked him why he continued to stay in Pittsburgh for so long and play in Pittsburgh or something like that. And he, that was his uh, college. Yeah. Why, why he stayed there or something. And he said because he has a two year old brother who, uh, didn't really have anybody else to look up to, so he wanted to stay there and give uh, the boy a role model to pattern his life after. Hmm. So, good. I mean, that's pretty good. And as much as I hate Tom Brady, he did make a sizable donation to uh, DeMar's charity, and um, I think that's just awesome. So, yeah, everybody uh, be praying for that guy. Pray for the whole Buffalo Bills organization because they're all feel. You could see it on the players' faces last night. They're all feeling the uh, the effects and the the tra- the shock. But praise God that um, it sounds like the guy will be all right. So we're thankful for that. Now, getting on to our story tonight, I've ran this uh, the topic of tonight across a couple of people. Besides our co-host. I wasn't one of them. And they hadn't even heard about it. Um, and so tonight we're going to be talking about bog bodies. Uh, and this one is kind of interesting. Not a whole lot of people have heard about this, I don't think. So these are basically bodies that are mummified in peat moss bogs. And, yeah, it's really interesting. So everybody's it heard of... It sounds disgusting. Huh? It sounds disgusting. Well, it's not really that bad. Up, at, um, it, they're generally found in northwestern Europe, but I heard, I guess they've kind of been found in a lot of different places as well. But these bodies are actually—they're mummified naturally. So, like everybody's heard of the Egyptian mummies and things like that, and uh, those ones they actually went through a mummification process. The Egyptians had some way that they would mummify people. Um, these ones appear appear to be put in the bog and then are naturally mummified. What's a bog? It like a swampy bog. Okay, so it's what I think it is. Yeah. Like Louisiana bog. Yeah. Except these are peat moss bogs. Because over in England, you know like what you put you start plants is? is? Yeah. These are bo- bogs and I guess over there they actually burn peat 
for wood or instead of like firewood for fires, they burn peat, hmm. which our um, English wanker friend told me about. Uh, so the other interesting thing about these um, is that usually uh, the bones are gone. What? In or they're they're severely decayed in the body, but most um, you know most of the time when they're doing an architectural find or something like that, it's the bones they find. Uh-huh. Well, on these ones, it's usually the opposite, where they find the skin and other soft tissues. That's disgusting. In these bodies. This is really it, your topic tonight. Yeah, it said a lot of these bodies even have still have their internal organs in them. But their bones are not there. But their bones are not there. Where, where are the bones? They're decayed. And, I don't know, so it's just probably like a sack of jelly, you know? They probably toss it back and forth to each other as they're taking it out of the bog. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they're doing. Singing okay. a cheery tune. All right. So, anyhow, um, they claim that it's because the bogs are, they're extremely acidic. So, you got your pH levels, you got acidic and basic. Yeah. Well, these are really acidic, and... Um, that that's what I guess decays the bones because say and I think I may get into it a little bit longer but they say the skin a lot of times the skin that they pull out has like a uh, tannish tint to it okay how if it's acidic and it eats bones it doesn't eat the skin I don't know I'm not a biologist like that one woman she couldn't tell if he was a male or female because she's not a biologist the guy that tried out for the Supreme Court remember that statement no yeah, they asked um, something about, how, is this a male or a female? And she says, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. So, anyhow. Okay. Um, the other interesting thing is that they find bodies. Anyhow, um, some of the bodies that they've pulled out of these bogs have been dated all the way back to 8,000 B.C. And back in those days, death was taken pretty seriously. You know, they'd have big funerals and things, like, mainly for people of importance. Right. But these bodies, they're just placed in the bogs. You know, they aren't in some temple or something like that. They're in this bog. Right? So what's the point of the bog? Are, are you going to... I'm getting there. Okay, sorry. Um, so there have been a lot of theories that these people were like witches or social outcasts or something like that that um, got thrown into the bog. They found a lot of the bodies that have discovered. Uh, they show the presence of wounds on them. Like, you know, hacked, hacked away wounds or something like that, which thought that maybe they were criminals, and that was the deal. Uh, it's believed that some of them could have been human sacrifices, which actually gets me to thinking. When Back in these old-time days, right, it makes you wonder if the person who was going to be sacrificed went along with this willingly. Because if you were... Why would they go over long willingly? Well, think about it. When you uh, look back in the Bible, when Abraham was told that he had to sacrifice Isaac, right? they said, you know, every time you make that door squeak, I'm it sorry. picks up on the microphone. I'm sorry. So you, know, you should probably just sit down now. I was smelling smoke. Um, anyhow, uh, so in the Bible, Abraham and Isaac, uh, when God told him he had to sacrifice Isaac... He was taking him off this mountain. He made... I. So they said Isaac was probably like 11 or 12 years old at the time. Isaac had to pack the wood mm-hmm. that he was going to be laid on mm-hmm. and then caught on fire on. Right. 
So, did he not know the whole story? Well, he knew that there wasn't an animal along the way either. Yeah, but you're packing your, the wood to your own sacrifice. <laughs> I'd have made the old man pack it. If he's going to kill me, he can pack the stinking wood up the hill. Well, he had full trust in his daddy. I think the trust would have been broken about the time daddy put me on the altar. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Um, uh, then look at the flip side of it. You look at these Muslim extremists. They put on a suicide vest, and they willing, well, I guess they willingly, they go in knowing they ain't coming back out. Mm-hmm. But they're promised 70 virgins. Right. And boy, aren't they disappointed. Yeah. I still wish they'd get 70 virgins. Why? Because I'd want them all to be male or female, depending on the gender of the person that died. Oh, good grief. Okay, moving on. And they'd be ugly. <sighs> so, and they'd be like, Never mind. Uh, another theory uh, about the human sacrifice, though, is that a lot of these bodies were sacrificed to appease a fertility goddess oh that the Celtic and German, German civilizations thought to have existed. Because up where a lot of these bodies are found is kind of up in that area where the Celtic and... Is it Celtic or Celtic? I mean, you got the Boston Celtics. You don't call them the Boston Celtics. But then some people, when they talk about the music, oh, it's a beautiful Celtic tune. Wearing your kilt. Yeah. Not a silt. Yeah. You ever hear that song about what's under the no. Scotsman's kilt? Yes. Okay, let's go on. Don't know where we've been, but we won first place. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, uh, the bog bodies, the, it's j- not just a one-off type of thing. Like, they didn't just go along and find, hey, here's one of them. There's a German scientist who had cataloged over 1,850 bodies in a span of less than 50 years. That he had found in these bogs. Okay, um, do you just wait out there and just start feeling around? Well, it kind of talks about how they found them. Okay. And not all the bodies are ancient. There were actually some that were recovered not so long ago that turned out to be Russian soldiers from World War II that were uh, found as bog bodies. Um, and here I go into what a peat bog is. Um, it's basically a wetland that accumulates peat as a result of decomposition of plants and leaves and stuff like that. So generally the best place for finding the bog bodies is in colder climates and closer to a body of salt water. And for some reason, a lot of them are located in northwestern Europe, uh, which would make sense because down in the Middle East where people uh, had started out, it would be too warm down there. So the bo- there wouldn't have any bogs. Um but this one guy I was reading in one of the places, he said that he was walking out to where they found one of these bog bodies, and he says it's kind of like walking on spongy carpet. Ew. Well, that's just the peat moss part. It wasn't the bodies. I know. But they were right. walking out to find a body. Hey, we have a peat moss bog. The bats have out front. It's all leaves and debris and... Yeah, and, well, and a cat at one point. <laughs> and almost my dog at one point, but Kelso saved her life. You, Kelso. Um... So we're going to look at a couple of the uh, more notable bog bodies that have been found over the years. Oh, yay! <laughs> yeah. So hang on to your butts. So Toland Man is one of them. And this was one that was found in Denmark near the vi- village of Toland. Or Toland. Or Toland. Um, he was believed to have lived around 2,300 years ago. 
And the body is now on display at the Silkborg Museum. You can actually look this up on the internet, as I did. Um, they said that a couple of brothers and one of the brothers' wives had found them when they were out digging around in the peat. Uh, which now, like I said, that um, peat, they would go out and dig this stuff up, I guess, and then take it back and burn it. Um, or if, I don't know if they dry, they dry it, if they take it out and dry it, the peat. Well, I mean, generally, if there's if there's not a body in it, it's probably pretty good for burning. You'd have to have a ton of it, though. Well, I don't know. Remember when we were in Uganda and they went and got the charcoal and stuff? Yeah. For cooking dinners and whatnot? Yeah, but that wasn't to keep your butt warm. Well, it was pretty warm. Back, oh, I don't know. Anyhow, um, so this was, uh, this one was found... <laughs> this one was found with a belt on and a cap that was made out of skin and nothing else. Didn't have any other clothes on. Uh, except for a leather strap that was tied around his neck, okay. which was obviously deduced to being his cause of death. He hung himself. I don't know that he hung himself. <laughs> um, he the other thing to note about this is the bodies, they were all very tanned, which seemed to be related to the peak being so acidic. But he may not have been naked when he was placed there. Uh, you know, the clothes that he was wearing could have been eaten up by the acid and things like that. And this is probably the most well-preserved um, of the bog bodies. He was so well-preserved that he was originally thought to be a recent murder victim. The, they had to murder in the area, and they, didn't, they couldn't find the people who murdered him, or whatever. And they thought that this may have been it. Um, but they'd done quite a bit of scientific... Uh, tests on him. They figured that he was around 40 years old and he was about 5 feet 3 inches tall. They found that his death was a result as a result of hanging not strangulation. And um, which kind of sucks because back in those days when they hung you they would say you will be hung till your death. Well it, back in those days they probably said abba daba daba. But they didn't nowadays the way they tie the noose when you go down through, the, when they open the trap door, the noose comes down and it breaks your neck. So death is pretty quick. Back then, when you hang yourself, um, you just hung there until you died. Ech. Yeah. And Jeffrey Epstein, he did not hang himself. He did not. Um, so they were able to check the contents of his stomach, and they found that his last meal consisted of porridge. There were about 40 different kinds of seeds... Uh, found, but it was mainly wheat, flax, uh, false flax, and not grass. They didn't find any type of meat in his stomach, so they figured he must have died in the winter or early spring. Wait, they didn't find any type of meat? Yeah, it was all like seeds and okay, well, stuff like that. Okay, would you shot something to eat during the winter months? That's what they did on Little House on the Prairie. Maybe they had, um, maybe Pa hadn't gone into town to get any more bullets for the gun. Mm -hmm. And it was 2,300 years ago. Oh, yeah. Good point. Okay. So, uh, the oldest body ever found is called Kolbjerg Man. And this one is dated to about 8,000 BC. And this one it was actually in a lot worse shape. Um, and is one where they they did just find the skeleton. They actually did find the skeleton. So, the skin had been decayed on this one. So, every time it's kind of like a little... You know, it's like, what are we going to find this time? We go find bones. We go find skin. We go find bones or skin. Um, but they end up piecing the bones back together and they found that this guy was around six feet tall, 
and 20 to 25 years old. Um, he was found with a full set of teeth, so we know that he wasn't from Arkansas. They were also able to analyze the bones and find that his diet mainly consisted of plants and land-based animals, which is kind of odd because it seems like a lot of people in that era ate fish. If you play the, the like civilization games and stuff, they always teach you how to fish first. Uh, they weren't able to determine the cause of death on this guy, but it was speculated that he may have drowned in the lake that was there. Um, the bog that he was in may have been a lake at the time that he lived there. Or somebody held him down from the bog. Uh, yeah. And since we're all inclusive in this podcast, the last one that we're going to talk about is called Yeedy Girl. Y-D-E Girl. And this body was dated back to around 54 B.C. Well, they say it's between 54 B.C. and 128 A.D., which seems to be quite a span of time. But her body uh, was pretty well preserved, but didn't actually get turned over for about two weeks after it was found. And um, quite a bit of deterioration had taken place in the time uh, between the time that they actually found the body to where they turned it over. Um, so she, she was she kind of decayed quite a bit in that time. Why did they take two weeks to turn it over? I don't... Oh. They, they Maybe they were doing CPR or something. Oh. I didn't know if they said. Um, by examining the body, they found that she suffered from scoliosis. Oh. And she was around 16 years old, and she stood about 4 feet 6 inches tall. And she met an untimely death as well. She was found in a wool cape and had a braided wool band wrapped around her neck. She was also found to have a stab wound near her collarbone, but this wasn't the cause of death. It was the wool band that was around her neck that killed her. Hmm. Yeah. They think she may have been unconscious when she died because there were no defensive wounds on her. But uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, if she was a human sacrifice and she agreed to it, then maybe there wouldn't be any defensive wounds. Um, or maybe the priest was told that they needed to sacrifice a virgin, and this girl was the local homie hopper, and she knew that she was going to get the last laugh in after they sacrificed her. Nope. No. Uh, they probably didn't think about, uh, you know, that's gotta be kind of an awkward conversation. If they say you need to sacrifice a virgin, and this girl's like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I'll see you later. Um... Because if you think about it, she was 16 years old. Right. Back then, girls were having kids around 13 or 14. They figure Mary may have been 13 years old when she had Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, but actually, this gal that uh, they, she was so well preserved, they're actually to do a uh, artist's reconstruction of what she would have looked like. She was probably a virgin. So, um, these are just a few of the people that have been recovered from these uh, bogs. And reading through a lot of the others, it seems that there's um, the speculation about their deaths is true. Like I said, a lot of them um, did die, have wounds on them. One of them, I found, had been impaled to the bottom of a lake. Like they impaled him on a spear and then maybe tied rocks to it or something and sunk him to the bottom of the lake. Uh, another one... He had a hole in his chest and his intestines had been pulled out. So that's good to think about. Wow. Um, historians, they said that this was some sort of uh, ritualistic killing because yeah. evidently they'd found some other ones like that. Another one to have his, appeared to have his skull split open by a sharp instrument. Um, so there's multiple causes of death for these people and not very many. It's not like 
grandma died in the back room or something, and so they were just too lazy, so they went out and threw her in the bog. It's like these people were placed there. Oh, I got you. I got you. That's what I was thinking, that they were, like, family members. Like, okay, I'm going to preserve. I'm going to mummify grandma. No, it didn't seem like the, oh, that I was the you. case. Oh, okay. And it doesn't sense. seem like somebody was just out hiking, and it was, like, quicksand or something, and they fell in, and, you right. know. Seems like they were uh, placed there for some reason. I got you. So basically, if you murdered someone, you could go dump them in a bog. Yeah. I got you. And then you could end up in the bog yourself if they found out that you murdered the person. Correct. Yeah. So, that's uh. Wait, does it say how big these bogs are? Is it no. like a lake that's like, you know, six miles wide and three miles... No, they're not that... I mean, they're just like a bog. They're just like an area that's... Boggy. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know. I mean, they're not like a big, like, like Michigan or something like that. But they they could be a certain area, you know, a few acres or something like that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Thank you for answering all my questions. Anyhow, now everybody knows uh, about bog bodies a little bit and can share this information at their next family dinner. Right. And great idea. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that one. I have got one more lined up for next week, and so I gotta start thinking of other stuff. Uh, doesn't your listeners have any ideas? Yeah, some of them do. Uh, okay. some of them are kind of hard to research though. I did hear from our listener in Texas, and she talked about there's that because we did the 666 yep. ranch. Did you know that Taylor Sheridan actually owns another ranch in that area called the Bosque Ranch? And it's I did I was looking at that today actually, and it seems like this is where they do. He wants to. the The ranch was originally it was only like a thousand acres or something like that, but they held a lot of cutting events there. And Taylor Sheridan wants to start having like rodeos and stuff there and music festivals. He wants to, he's saying that he's wanting to really bring back kind of like the Western heritage type of stuff, you know, right? Of uh, stuff for people to do. Um, but I can only find not a whole lot of information on that Boss Ranch, so I'm probably not going to be, to be able to do that one. Well, then your Texas listener is going to be awful upset at you. Well, I just talked they have about been it. Trying to help. Um. So anyhow, at least she still listens. Um, I do not believe that she has gone out on Apple iTunes and rated and reviewed the podcast, which uh, I've been asking people to do because it really helps us get out and get the word noticed, get the podcast noticed, Mm. especially since we didn't take last week off and we still labored through this to give the listeners something for their (laughs) earballs. Their earballs. So, um, hey, we forgot to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We hope you all are doing well. And guess who did not even get drunk on New Year's Eve? Me. I don't know about that. You may have been a little tipsy, but I didn't. I didn't either. Um, so it was, it was, it was fine. It was fun. I Apple lo- Pear Mike's is really good. I lost money at poker. Yeah, who was um, the big winner? Your brother-in-law ended up being the big winner. I ended up... No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, I thought it was... Even after that last hand, he uh, still had enough chips sitting over there to the side that... Oh. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So, uh, there's that. I didn't do very good. But, anyhow, it was fun. We enjoyed it. It was nice to see everybody. Always. Always, always, always. Yeah. 
So, um, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. Hope you are having a good week. Uh, Hope you stick to your... They say that New Year's resolutions are basically a to-do list for the first week in January. So, hopefully we can stick with it longer than that. This fat boy needs to lose some weight. And um, that's about it. All right. Take care of one another. Be kind. Do something nice for somebody. And we will see you next week. Unless they're being jerks and just cut them totally out of your life. No. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.